0: Hey guys, Rachel here. So, today's episode is a replay. um, It is from last year, in February. I did an episode about myself um, during Black History Month, um, about how my experience has been as a black woman in in the motorsports industry. Um, For people that are not aware, I've been in this industry for now 19 years, um, but at the time of the episode, it had been 18. So I kind of explain how I got into racing and um, the racing community and kind of like how I was treated and everything. Um, And so that's kind of like how that whole entire episode goes. Um, It's all based on my personal experiences and also my children's experiences. Um, It doesn't have anything to do with um, anybody else's experiences because I will not stereotype experiences, right? Um, Because nobody's experience is the same. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Well hello 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 and welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host Rachel Thornhill and today I wanted to kind of talk about my experience in the racing community since obviously it is Black History Month and I thought why not talk about my experience as a black woman in the racing community. Um, I know that a lot of times There's a lot of stereotypes about how people are in the racing community. Um, I know growing up, like I said before in previous episodes, I wasn't even into racing. Racing wasn't something that I was um, exposed to as a child. And I'll be honest, a lot of it had to do with what my parents thought about race, the racing community, uh, especially like with NASCAR, because unfortunately there's this major stereotype with a lot of, um, people in the racing community that they're, oh, that they're rednecks and that they're racist because of, you know, the, the Confederate flag and things like that, that tend to show up sometimes. Um, and so I kind of wanted to, explain like what my experience has been because I've been within the racing community for about uh, going on 18 years now. So um, I feel I have quite a bit uh, of knowledge to be able to share that. Now, disclaimer, this has nothing to do with anybody else's experiences, because I cannot speak for every black woman that comes within the racing community um i cannot um stereotype experiences so i am only speaking about my experience and also um my i would say also i will kind of go into like my oldest daughter um because with my oldest daughter she is more melanin <laughs> you know she has more way more melanin than i do And, um, I feel I can kind of speak on the experience of like how she was, um, how she was accepted by the racing community, the local racing community that we're in. Um, so start starting from the very beginning, obviously, um, I got with my husband back in 2006, pretty much in the 2005 beginning of 2006, So, um, and at the time he was racing go-karts, um, and I'll be honest. I didn't really know what to expect from the racing community at all uh, because I was never exposed to it, but I'll be honest, people were kind of, um, not everybody, but there were some that were kind of put off by me, but it had nothing to do with my race. Actually, it had to do with the fact that, um, I'll be real with y'all. Like sometimes I have resting bitch face, um, and I don't realize it. Or, um, back then I didn't really dress for the racetrack. I'll be honest. Like I would go to the racetrack in heels and like, you know, in dresses sometimes, like, I mean, just looking bougie as fuck when that wasn't the time or place to be dressing like that Um, because I couldn't really do anything. Like I was prancing around, but I wasn't able to really get, you know, my hands dirty and help my husband. Um, And so obviously I eventually changed my whole demeanor about that. And I was able to Um, you know, I started wearing jeans and t-shirts and shorts and, um, tennis shoes, of course, instead of, uh, heels. But that was, that was really the biggest thing was that a lot of people felt that I was unapproachable. Um, it, it had nothing to do with race and, you know, in that aspect, um, also, we were just outsiders um coming in. Most of those people had been racing with each other for years and my you know, my husband and I we we were complete outsiders. Uh, none of these people knew us. And so, you know, when you don't know somebody that tries to come into like your, you know, your group of people, um it yeah, you kind of get um I guess you could say they, they were kind of iffy about us. Like they weren't really sure how they felt about us because it's like, oh, well, who are these people? Like, we don't know anything about them. So, you know, you get kind of cautious about uh people that you don't know. And so that was really the main thing that was going on with that. It wasn't really that people didn't like us because once they got to know us and didn't have issues with us, it's just, you know, at first they felt we were unapproachable cuz we they didn't really know who we were. So, um so after that, we, you know, we did go karts for a while. Um and at that time, of course, my oldest daughter, my oldest daughter is from a previous relationship. So whenever um m- my husband and I got together, she was little. So, you know, she was like one, she was like one at the time when we whenever he whenever he started racing go-karts like on a more regular basis. So she was really little at the time. And I'll be honest, like my daughter was not treated different at all. Like the kids would try and play with her, you know, like when she was a little bit older, you know, once she was around, I guess around two, like you know, she, she would try and play with some of the kids and, and things like that. And so they never treated her different, no matter where we went, Um, you know, a lot of the kids, they always included my, my daughters. Um, now my youngest daughter, uh, she takes more after her dad. She doesn't look, she doesn't look a lot like me or, and she doesn't really have the melanin. So, you know, she, I guess, and I don't really like to use those words, but she is more passing, um, for white. So she doesn't really have, um, you know, that experience, but, um, my, my oldest daughter, that's not the case. You know, she doesn't pass for, um, pass for white. And so she, you know, she is treated as a black woman, you know, now, I mean, now she's, now she's going to be 18 um this year she'll be 18 in may so she is pretty much a woman and back then you know she was a kid of course but she was always treated as black you know and but i mean that was never that was never a problem you know um people in the community had you know no issues with with her being a different color and they didn't have issues with me being of a different race either um i mean they knew i mean i've been and the thing is yes i am more uh lighter complected i it, it really just depends like if i i'll be honest now that i work from home i'm like never out in the fucking sun so right now that's why i'm so light but if i'm out in the sun you'll see it i get darker. Um, and so you can definitely see the melanin in me when I'm outside, but I tend to stay more indoors because I work from home. And so like, I just don't really go outside and I don't really go anywhere. Like I'm, y'all, I'm like, I'm very close to being like a hermit because I really don't go anywhere. If I do go anywhere, it's just to go to like, to the grocery store every now and then like on the weekend and that's it like I don't go anywhere during the week nothing like sometimes not even on the weekends like pretty much stay home um but that's just me I'm a major introvert so I don't like to really be out in public but during racing season that that's where I am on the weekends you know on, we we are gone during the racing season we are always you know at a racetrack on you know on a Friday night or Saturday night or well during the day Saturday too sometimes it just depends on how early we get out there but yeah on the weekends during racing season that's where I'm at but um also just being Creole um because Creole people um and i mentioned this in multiple episodes but for people that are that are new here and don't know what who creoles are so louisiana creoles because i'm not talking about um the language i'm not talking about haitian people because haitians speak creole too um this is different louisiana creole people are actually an ethnic group now for us we are of mixed race we are not just of we're not just black. You know, we have Italian ancestry. We have French ancestry. We have Spanish. And when I say Spanish, I'm talking about from Spain. We also have Mexican ancestry as well. Some of us, not not all of us, but most of us have at least Spanish and Italian and French ancestry. Um, So and also a lot of us have German, you know, because you have the C- Cajun, Cajuns and Creoles, a lot of them mixed together, and that's what happened in my family. So you have Cajuns and Creoles that are within my family, and then you also have the Native part. So uh, for us, it, it for my family is the Mi'kmaq uh, tribe in Nova Scotia, and then you also have Natchez tribe. So it it just all depends. All Creole people are pretty much a mixture of multiple ethnic groups like that. Most of us have a lot of the same, but you know, when it comes to the native part, a lot of a lot of us it can be different tribes, but um a, m- most if they have Cajun ancestry will have the Mi'kmaq tribe because that was the tribe that mixed with the Akadi and Nova Scotia. So um you you tend to have a lot of um people uh, that have Cajun ancestry, that have Mi'kmaq um, it, somewhere in their family, but anyway, um, go, going going for it, pretty much because I'm technically considered mixed race. Um, sometimes a lot of people don't realize that here in Louisiana, things are handled a little bit differently. I, I mean, I was raised as a black woman. Like, I was not raised any different. And the reason why is because my mom, my mom is Creole, but my dad isn't. My dad is not Creole. My dad is black, you know, like he's just black. Um, my dad is from, he is originally from Texas. Um, he grew up uh, in Houston, you know, Galveston and Houston area. And so he, you know, my and my dad, my dad exposed us to pretty much, you know, everything that is the typical norm in a black and in, in most black households. Like, you know, I listened to Motown and, you know, all different kind of stuff like that. Like, I, you know, I was raised in black culture. Like, that's all I knew Um, growing up. I wasn't raised um. I wasn't raised like some people that are considered mixed race where, you know, they, Oh, they're not in touch with their, their black side, which is what a lot of people will say. Or, um, you know, they'll say, Oh, where you're whitewashed and which trust me, I was, I was treated like that. A lot of people will say that I'm whitewashed and, but it's just because I like what I like. Like I mean, but you also have to understand where I come from. So where I grew up uh, in Louisiana, um, I grew up in in a city called Lafayette. Now, because of me living in the suburbs, I mainly went to school with white people, you know predominantly white schools. I've always been at predominantly white schools. And a lot of times, depending on where we lived, a lot of times myself and my sisters were the only black children. So we always grew up in areas where there wasn't very many black people. Like, I'll be real with you. Like, I didn't really go to school with like, a large amount of black people until I was in eighth grade. Most of the other places that we, you know, most of the other schools that I went to, it was either myself and my sisters were that were the only ones, or they might've had like one or two other families that, you know, black families, but that was it. So knowing about my background, you can kind of understand why, I wouldn't have been exposed like to a lot of black culture outside of my home. Like I was only exposed to what my parents exposed me to. And so when it came with my parents, it was mainly music, you know, media, things like that. Um, you know, food, but for the most part, you know, we were still, we were still a little different. Um, and for me, and growing up with friends and stuff, most of my friends were white, and it and it was because I was into certain things that a lot of black people just weren't into back then. So now a lot of people now, a lot of black people now, and you hear about it now, but I mean, of course, this was back then. We're talking about, you know, I was born in '86, so we're talking about in the '90s, early 2000s. You didn't have a lot of black people that were alt. You didn't have a lot of black people that were goth. You didn't have a lot of p- black people that were in anime. You didn't have a lot of black people that were into a lot of the things that I was into. Um, and if they were, they were very closeted about it. You know, so you didn't have them being very open about it. And, you know, and I was also into a lot of the, you know, a lot of the other stuff, you know, like the the, the teeny bopper stuff, you know, because I was big in the boy bands and all this and all these other things. So I technically was the typical basic teenage girl, you know, and then I, you know, I got more into like the the punk rock like emo pop rock scene stuff. I, you know, I got into all that too. And let's just be real, back then It was and we're talking about early 2000s. So we're talking about 2004, like 2003, 2004 ish. When I started going to like emo concerts and stuff, I was like the only black person there. (laughs) Like, I'm just being real. So if you you got to understand my background to understand where the racing community comes into play. So I don't act like a tip, like in their minds, I don't act like a typical black person right most a lot of people in the local racing communities are not exposed to black people in the actual racing community right like you don't really have a lot of black people in the racing community here you just don't you have a few here and there but Barely any, so a lot of them didn't even know how to even like uh, approach me because they were like, you know, because it it wasn't normal for them. It wasn't normal to see a black person, period, like at a racetrack, because it just doesn't really happen around here. um Now, every now and then, you'll see some of them as spectators, but you won't see a bunch of them in the pits. um You know, and especially where uh, like we don't have. Like, we don't have any, like, black black men or women that are racing these cars, like, locally that I have seen. Um, and I've, like I said, I've been in this scene for, you know, we're going on almost 18 years now. And there's none, like, locally that I've, that I have seen. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't any, but if there are, it's very, very, very minimal. Um, and so you know, there is a very small representation when it comes to Black people in the racing industry, period. But you're starting to see it more, obviously, like with NASCAR now. And um, but you don't really see it in the dirt, in the dirt series, like all these dirt series. You don't really see Black people being, you know, being represented at all. And so, um So, yeah, so being being the wife of a dirt track racer and then me being black, you know, like it wasn't the norm for them. It wasn't norm for the norm for them to see a black, a black woman, period. In the local dirt track scene where where we live. So, um, so, yeah, so I mean, but when they start talking to me, it's like, oh, she you know, she's relatable because the thing is, I mean, I'm into a lot of the stuff that they're into, you know, and and so it was easy for them to, like, feel comfortable. But even so, like, I, I feel because of the stereotype that has been put on on the racing community for so long that it keeps a lot of black people out of the, you know, out of the whole scene. Now, when I say when I say out of race, out of the racing scene, I'm not really talking about these bigger series like NASCAR. You know, you're starting to see it with. Um, like Bubba Wallace, um, and then also, you know, in the past, you know, you had Bill, Bill Lester, you had Wendell Scott, you know, so you had black men in it, but black women, <laughs> you know unless they were unless they're married to to a, a NASCAR driver, you just don't see them um and and I don't I, I mean I I hate that because it's like you know it you want the racing community to be very to be open-minded and be inclusive and have diversity. But unfortunately, you just don't have it. You don't have enough representation to really show that it's diverse. And especially when you get into the smaller series, like, um, I mean, you you did have um, like ARCA. I mean, that's still part of NASCAR. I mean, you had, you know, diversity in there, but when you get to like the world of outlaws, we're going towards the dirt series. You don't really have that. You don't have a lot of, you don't have that representation there. And it's not that, it's not that they wouldn't accept anybody. It's just that no one's taken the chance to do it. Um. So I think, I think that, and I think it has to come, I think that comes down to the stereotype. Like a lot of, a lot of, Black people just don't know, either. Don't know much about the sport, so they don't venture out. Or it could be because of the stereotypes. Like I said, my parents, they they automatically assumed that the racing community was racist because you know you see some of these people with like the Confederate flags and all different kind of stuff, and 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 it's not everybody. You know, that's actually a very a very small minority of people, but unfortunately once you've seen that they become the um i would say they become there's like a silent majority right there's a silent majority when it comes to this but unfortunately the minority is louder <laughs> and that and that's the issue with with that um and i think and i think that's why at first i was hesitant Um, because of what I had been brought up knowing, like what I was brought up to believe. But then when I met my husband, I'm like. Uh, obviously it's not everybody, because if that was the case, my husband wouldn't have even chose me if he was racist, right? (laughs) Like, I mean, so and he's a part of the racing community. He wouldn't have wanted to be with me if that was the case. So I'm like, well, Let me, you know, let me see what this is all about. And to be honest, like those people are my family. Like we have made so many friends all over, like all over the country, because I mean, we didn't like I said, we didn't just race in one area. And then we've been we've just been to a bunch of different places. Um, And when my husband also ran RC cars at one time, he was sponsored and he used to go to like major uh, competitions and stuff. Um, major races and stuff outside of the state because I mean, one time we even had to go to Oklahoma uh, for him to race but so we we've been in all different types of racing communities for the past 18 in pretty much 18 years and every single one has been so loving and so accepted uh, accepting oh, look, y'all English is hard right now but yeah They've all been extremely accepting of us, you know, of me and my my oldest daughter, you know, and they didn't have any problems with any of us. You know, like none of them had um, none of them have said anything ugly to us. Everybody's been very, very nice. Now, there was one time and luckily I wasn't there because to be honest, I don't know how I would have handled the situation but there was one time where my husband did get one really negative comment about um about me. So, um my husband was actually racing the sprint cars at the time and he was racing at oh, um he was racing in Leesville, um here in Louisiana. And so when he was there. So my husband uh went to school out that way for a short period of time. So he knows people that live in that area. And so um there was a few people that he went to school with that were there at the racetrack as spectators uh to watch the sprint cars run and they knew he was going to be there. So he he ran out there and a few of them, you know, came up to him after um, after he ran. And one of them was a guy that he that he went to school with. And I mean, they knew each other. And I don't think I mean, I don't know how close they were um, when they were, you know, whenever they went to school together. I don't know if they were good friends or not. I mean, it really doesn't matter because they don't talk to each other anymore. Uh, but the guy literally had nerve to be like, why are you married to? I mean, he literally said the N word, like he just that he went straight. I mean, and when I say the N word, I'm talking about a hard R, like not not with a A with a hard R. okay. and my husband could not believe it. He fucking flipped out he's like are you serious right now like what the fuck like you know and I don't know what all went down because like I said I wasn't there um that was at a time when I believe my youngest daughter was sick because they were little at that time um I mean my my youngest daughter was probably two or three at the time like so they were they were small at the time so I, and I know that I couldn't go. And I, I know if I could tell you right now, my kids used to stay sick all the time when they were little. Um, And so I can guarantee you that that would have been the only reason why I wasn't at the racetrack. Because other than that, I'm always with my husband um, at the racetrack. Unless I'm sick or or one of the girls was sick, that was the only way that I never went. So I can almost guarantee you that it was because one of them was sick that and I can and I'm pretty sure it was my, my youngest, if I'm remembering correctly. So, I mean. That ended, I mean, he hadn't seen that person in years, but still, it's the fact that you would say something that ugly to somebody that you haven't seen in years. And the first thing that you say is you don't understand why he would marry a black woman. You know, like, that's like, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But but anyway, I know my I know my husband handled it well. I know that he doesn't talk to that person anymore uh, or anything like that. But it's the fact that that is the only time that we've had anybody within the racing community, period. And that was somebody that came as a spectator. Not that's not even somebody that actually races. Okay. say anything ugly about me period and it was only because of the fact that my husband married me (laughs) because my husband chose me and not a white woman which makes no sense because it's like you love who you love it doesn't matter right but in his mind that was wrong you know and of course you're gonna always have people like that there's there's always gonna be people that are racist. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, you. We've had people that've been racist for forever, and you know, more than likely that dude's gonna stay racist forever till he dies. You know, and but you know, I don't. I don't let that bother me because, um, I mean, I, I'm me, and if you can't accept who I am and you can't accept where I come from. Or or my background, then that's on you. That's not my problem. Um, And it doesn't I mean, it doesn't affect me. I'm not losing sleep at night over it. I mean, my husband's definitely not losing sleep over it either. You know that that one comment did not change anything about our lives. Sure. I mean, he might have been a little pissed off about the fact that dude said it, but that didn't make him leave me, or that didn't make him change the way he felt about me. Like you know, almost like that was supposed to like rattle him to where he was going to change his beliefs. Like no, uh, and there's no change in that that guy's beliefs either on how he feels about black people. <laughs> like that. That's just how it is. Um, and I I think that's why with the racing community. I've been very fortunate to not have been treated um un you know unjust or unfair um and I've been respected and like I said I can't speak for everybody because n- not everybody has the same experiences and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with where you live you know but here in Louisiana like our culture's just different we're just different we're just a different breed of people because most of us are mixed race. Like if you go, if you literally like break it down, if your family has lived here for pretty much forever, like you are, mi- you are probably mixed somewhere down the line. Um, Unless your family, you know, tried to keep the bloodline pure. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of them did that back in the day. But for the most part, most of us are probably related down here because uh, because there was only so many families that were here at one time, and then they all just kind of mixed together and created what you know created what we have now. And now, of course, we have people that have come from other places here too. But for the most part, if your family has been here for multiple generations, um, like I know with my mom's family my mom's family has been here like since the Louisiana purchase, like before the Louisiana purchase, like most of them. Yeah. So like my mom's family has been here for a long time and people within that family, trust me have mixed with a lot of people around the same areas. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that I would be related to a lot of people within certain specific areas because, you know, our, our families kind of stayed within that area and it happens. But yeah. And I mean, most of us are mixed or mixed people. I mean, if you're Cajun, you're a mixed person. If you're Creole, you're a mixed person. And most of the people here are Cajun or Creole or sometimes both like with me, I'm both, I'm Cajun and Creole because I have both in my family. So cause my mom, my mom is a mixture of Cajun and Creole. So, I mean, you know, We we're just a melting pot of people um, because you had you had so many different cultures come here and then just mixed together. So we we don't really have. Some of the issues that that other states have when it comes to race. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have racist people here. No, I'm not saying that. But. It's not as in your face in a lot of places, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've noticed, in my experience, I should say, I haven't really dealt with a ton of racism here. Um, and I've grown up here most of my life. Yeah, and I mean, I've left quite a few times, but I've always came back. And to be honest, the reason why we've came back, it wasn't just for family. It's because this is what we know. And this and we love and we love we love Louisiana. We love where we where we're from. We do now. Yeah, every state has its problems. We I mean, we all have, you know, issues within all our states. But the cultures here, our culture, what, this is where we come from. Our culture is so different. And and the hospitality here, just the people here. Honestly, I couldn't leave it like that. And I think the racing community is a lot like that. A lot of these people, you know, they're all from here. You know, most of them have been born and raised here all their lives. And we just have that culture that's just different, you know. And because of that, we're able to like put a lot of our differences aside just to be able to have fun for one or two nights out of the week. Right. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't like all that shit. Is put aside politics, all that crap is put on the wayside and all we care about is getting out there and fucking tearing up a racetrack, you know? And I, and I, I think that's why I'm so grateful for the racing community because it, it hasn't even just been for that. A lot of us pull together when, in times of need, like when, you know, like when you've had people having issues, you know, whether it's financial issues or, or they got things going on in their family and stuff, the racing community has always been there for us when we've had problems too, you know, and we, and we help when we can as well. and, It is. It's more of like a a large family, but it's a chosen family. We choose to be this way with each other, you know, instead of, you know, fighting about stupid shit, you know, politics and all this other crap. Like, you know, we don't, we don't think about all that because it's not important. What's important is how we treat each other. We put all that shit aside because at the end of the day, you have to treat your neighbor the way you want to be treated. And that's how, that's how we deal with things here. Like, yeah, we might hate each other at the end of the day, but let me tell you something. When that hurricane comes, who's out there helping each other before anybody comes. Fuck FEMA. Fuck all that. Guess what? Those motherfuckers barely give a shit about Louisiana half the time. It's, it's your neighbor that's helping you. Right? So like, We we always put shit aside and at times need and whenever community and community is so important here that that's how most of us are here. Our communities are more important and we try to put a lot of the shit aside and not even worry about it because we got to come together. We're the only ones that can better our communities. We're the only ones that can better, better our society, period. And the racing community is very big about that. Like, we we get together. We do shit together. We We constantly do things together. And, you know, and that's what it is. It's all about community and coming together and doing things together and just having a lot of fucking fun. I mean, racing is fun. Racing is not, you know... Um, we we did. We took a lot of that shit way too serious at one time when my husband was racing sprint cars. But now that we've been racing late models, we don't take the shit serious. And we do that now. We have way more fun than what we did back then because we were more worried about podiums. We're more worried about all this other shit. And it wasn't even important. What's important is that we get out there and we have fun. You know, if we tear shit up, we tear shit up. If we don't, we don't, you know, but it's if we have fun doing it and i think sometimes we lose sight of that um and i noticed that being a part of the racing community has helped me realize how much fun racing is and how amazing the community is and i'll be honest like if looking back like I said, we've been in this going on 18 years now. I wish I would have been within the racing community a lot earlier than what I than what I was, because you have to think about it. I was 19. About, yeah, like night well, about Yeah, I was about 19 when I got exposed to the racing community for the first time my husband grew up in it he knew what this was like that's all he knows you know because I mean his dad raced for a living you know so when he was a kid so he knows you know his dad raced with the Cajun Sprinters he raced ASCS you know um and 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 all that. So he like my husband lived that, he, you know, he raced with uh with the World of Outlaws. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the older guys that are retiring from World of Outlaws or haven't retired, you know, raced with my father-in-law. You know, my father-in-law raced with them, you know, um, shit. Sammy Swindell raced with, with my father-in-law you know for mr nance and then you got um i mean steve kinzer you know he he raced with him too like i mean there's a lot of them that you know my my father-in-law raced with so my husband grew up in this like all his life um And that wasn't something that I was exposed to. And hearing a lot of the stories that him and my father-in-law talk about all the time, it's like, you know, that's just amazing that my that my husband has those type of memories and um, of being on the road and racing all the time and doing all these things. And, you know, it's like, man, like that's that's like really cool. You know, that's not something that I was that I had the opportunity to experience and hearing his experiences like made me be more like open-minded about racing and I'm so glad that I was open-minded about it because now 18 years in and we don't plan on stopping like until my husband pretty much like retires and then our kids are probably or are are probably gonna do it because my my youngest daughter pretty much wants to race anyway um, my oldest daughter, nah, that's not her thing. Um, but my youngest daughter, yeah. Like I see her getting in a late model pretty quickly. So, you know, we're, so we're going to always be a racing family until nobody wants to do it. So, um, and I, I love every minute of it. And I, I hope that my story today has kind of opened people's minds about, the racing community, because I do hate that there's these stereotypes, and I I, I do hate that there, you know, that people assume things. And I'm sure the the thing with NASCAR, um, with you know, with Bubba Wallace with that with the the noose incident, um, I'm sure that that did not help a lot of people's mentality when it came to how they felt about the sport, but. I will tell you this, that NASCAR and dirt track racing are two totally different animals. They're not the same. And NASCAR, of course, has way more media. Spotlight than dirt track racing, and I don't like that. I wish that dirt track racing had more publicity than it does. Um, And and luckily you have dirt vision and flow racing that are starting to, um, get dirt track racing more publicized, but it's still nowhere near the size of NASCAR's following or IndyCar or F1. Um, and I do hope that this eventually changes because when you go to a dirt track race, is some of the best fucking racing you will ever see in your life, and it's the most fun too. Um, honestly, I've been to NASCAR. Sure, NASCAR is great. Like we go to we go to Talladega. We've been to Talladega for the you know we're this will be what our third year that we're gonna be going. So trust me, NASCAR is good and all, but it does not beat dirt track racing. Dirt track racing is just it. I mean. It's on a whole different level. Once you've experienced dirt track racing, you'll get it. You'll totally understand it. And I mean, I'm just being real with y'all. That is something that I will recommend to anybody is to go to a dirt track race one time, one time, and it will completely change your life um, because it's it, it's just on a totally different level. So guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode, um, whether it was your first time hearing it or if it was a replay for you as well. Um, And I hope that you guys are still enjoying all the content. We do have more guests coming up. Um, It just so happened that when I got sick, I was very ill and I had to cancel some interviews and that kind of... Made this week a little weird. And also, I had some interviews that were rescheduled and whatever. So, um, things happen, right? And so, yeah. So, unfortunately, I had to do another solo episode, but that's okay. Um, we do have way more guests coming up. And uh, I know you guys are going to enjoy them. So, definitely stay tuned for that. And definitely um, check out our VIP section newsletter. Um, you can sign up. It's going to be in the show notes. Um, I actually send that out every um, Monday and Wednesday. And so you get to listen to the podcast episode before everybody else does. And on top of that, you also get to know who the next guest is. I don't tell anybody who the guest is on social media. So on social media, nobody knows who the next guest is. Um, So you guys get that exclusive um, privilege, right? By being a part of the newsletter. And the newsletter is totally free. I don't charge you guys a thing for it because I just love putting it out. Um, And also... I do give other uh, information like behind the scenes stuff, things that we have coming up. Um, you guys will be the first ones to know, so definitely check that out in the show notes below, and um, and definitely make sure that you're listening to the podcast on whatever platform um, you listen. You want to listen to it on. Um, you can follow it on spotify on apple on podbean overcast um iheart radio um amazon music i know there's others but those are the only ones i can remember off the top of my head okay so yeah guys so that is it for me um until wednesday if you're vip or thursday if you're finding this on social media uh take care go out and manifest your best lives and i will Talk to you then. Bye.